When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Score North Twin Show. It is a Score North Twin Show. It's the Score North Twin Show with Judd and Declan because uh, Phil is actually in Cincinnati at uh, company with meetings. Reds. And and where was it? Was he one? Was he right behind the dugout last night at Apparently. the Reds Twins game? Apparently, yeah. Okay, that's what I look like. He sent us a picture, and if that picture was a reflection of where he was sitting, he was basically right behind. I think it was the, if I am correct, visiting dugout, um, watching the Twins lose to the reds where things stand right now just the update on what is almost a daily changing thing at this point in time um texas is now slumping again after they got red hot they've lost four consecutive games the mariners have been slumping three and seven in their past 10 but they actually won last night and so seattle and texas are tied for the third wild card they're 82 and 68 547 win percentages um, but right now, according to MLB.com and how it stacks up, Seattle must have won the season series or is ahead. I don't know if they played their last game between the Rangers and Mariners, because according to MLB.com, Seattle is the third team. And of course, there's no game 163 now. There is just the head to head. And so the Twins right now, if the season were to end, which it does not, they would play Seattle at Target Field in three game series. Uh, speaking of three game series, Declan Goff. Joe Ryan starts last night for the Twins. Um, doesn't pitch exceptionally well. He has he has had some good starts since he came back off the IL. Uh, but I would say that overall, it's very fair to uh, to judge him as as having been somewhat inconsistent uh, since he got off to a relatively strong start. So, if we get three games, either Pablo Lopez or Sonny Gray starts. Game one and two, and we don't know how, but they're going to start. They both, one of them each has game one and two. Joe Ryan, I've assumed, would have game three. I am now not assuming that. Kenta Maeda is going to pitch today against the Reds. What say you about the game three starter, knowing what we know right now? It's Joe Ryan's with a lock. I, I, I don't, I'm not concerned here, even despite a shaky start yesterday. Joe Ryan's been Joe Ryan. Um, even in the six, he's now made, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, five starts since coming back from the All-Star, uh, from uh, his injury, I should say, where he missed almost the whole month of August. Over that time, still just 10 runs allowed in those five starts, so that's good for two runs. His swinging strike rate is basically the same. His strike rate in general is still the same. The thing that obviously kills Joe Ryan is home runs. 
right? I mean, the long ball right. is his problem here. Um, he's giving up nearly two home runs per nine innings, which is not good. Um, if he keeps the ball in the ballpark, he's obviously a pretty productive and fine pitcher. I cannot start Kenta Maeda over Joe Ryan, especially if um, if the sample size is just uh, um, pretty small here to suggest that Joe Ryan, uh, who has had some inconsistencies, I won't fight you on that, Joe Ryan is a better pitcher than Kenta Maeda for a playoff game, at least to start it. Now, could you make a case? You, you talked about uh, a few weeks ago the handcuff, right? That the Twins yes. run into a handcuff issue. Now, that might be the case with Sonny Gray, who runs into more trouble in the middle innings than Pablo Lopez does. Is the handcuff, though, in a Game 3 start, potentially Joe Ryan and Kenta Maeda, if indeed Joe Ryan does give up a couple long balls and the pitch count gets high or something? Could I see that happening? Yes. But I cannot start Kenta Maeda over Joe Ryan in a Game 3 game. Uh, game 3 playoff series. I, I cannot right. do that. Well, and here's why I think you're probably right, too. Kenta Maeda... In, in what's going to amount to, and it has to, a reworked Twins bullpen. You know, we've got Varland in the bullpen now. As Phil has brought up on the show a few times, and he's right, Kenta Maeda has a lot of playoff experience out of the bullpen as a Dodger. Yeah. So I think you're probably right. I think what they would do is they, they would definitely have a handcuff. So, like, if Joe Ryan ran into trouble, I think there'd be a very quick hook, especially in a must-win game three. Um, but I think you're probably right because I don't know that I want to, uh, you one take a chance by having might have start in a playoff game, but more importantly, I think you deplete a bullpen that needs to be bolstered. I mean, Kenta Maeda, if, if history from the Dodgers can be, um, translated to the twins, Kenta Maeda could play a very big role out of the bullpen in the playoffs yeah. here. And so I would say you're right. Does that mean that I have full faith in Joe? Yeah, it's a little, it's, I, I do like him, but it's a little shaky now um, because of the long balls, because of the struggles, because his demeanor is weird at times. I, I He's a, he's a California surfer dude. Um, so he's an odd, he's an odd duck for what I'm used to. But all of that being said, I tend to think you're right. I think that, I think Pablo Lopez still gets game one. I think Sonny Gray gets get game two. And I, and I know that we differ on that, and I don't know that that's super important. But no. I think Joe Ryan gets Game Three, but you have you have Maeda or somebody ready to go um, off that point because the not intentional, but the handcuff last night or how it played out was Dallas Keuchel came in yeah. after Ryan struggled. Do you think that Dallas Keuchel, if, if you were to put a percentage on it right now, what do you think Dallas Keuchel's percentage odds are of being on that first-round playoff roster in sort of that role? 60%. Well, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I okay. think it's slightly better than a coin flip chance. Um, now, Doogie in our scoop session brought up the fact that a lot of the injured weapons will be making appearances for St. Paul. We're recording this on a uh, Tuesday morning on September 19th. A lot of those weapons weapons, I should say in quotation marks, uh, Chris Paddock, Jorge Alcala, Brock Stewart, who was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. They will be available for the St. Paul Saints on Tuesday night. Now, I would bet of those three guys that end up getting added to the playoff roster, I think Brock Stewart probably has the best chance just because he, he was so locked in before the injury, and Chris Paddock hasn't thrown a meaningful pitch in like a year and a half. And Jorge Alcala has been hurt for like three years. Like yeah, I, I'm not counting on Jorge Alcala at Agreed. all at this point. Um, so... Yes, I would say Keuchel probably at 60%, but if if you were to tell me it's between Brock Stewart 
and Dallas Keuchel, and assuming you know Stewart's healthy, and only get one of those two spots, I give it to Brock Stewart over Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, and I I also think that because I would put Keuchel's uh, potential of being on the playoff roster at about twenty percent, and okay, I and I think. I think that you're right, but I also think that Maeda would serve the Keiko role better than Keiko would. So, like, if you're going to have like that, Kenta, I really like the thought of Kenta in the bullpen. I think it gives Me you too. a lot of options, um, which, which is why I would not be in favor of him starting a game three. Because one, I don't think he, it's a slam dunk that he's he's going to go out in a game three and be lights out. Two, I think it limits you, like you. You can be criticized. The Twins can be criticized for not making moves at the deadline to bolster their bullpen, okay? Mm -hmm. But it's my opinion that you now have sort of a second bite at the apple just to reconstruct it a bit. And so, and Maeda and Varland are huge parts of that. If Maeda is still a starter, because it's not, I don't, it's not like um, if Keta Maeda gets the assignment to start in game three of a playoff series, it's not like Joe Ryan is going to be like, okay, he goes to the pen and he'll be great. I don't think there's much of, of if um, I don't think there's a background there. So Maeda has that history and that's a positive. Royce, brought up an unchained on Monday too. And I, I, the more I think about this, I tend to agree with, with Pat. Like, what's this whole thing with Paddock? Like, Paddock's coming back, and he can pitch out of the bullpen. He hasn't pitched in a year plus or a year. He, uh, I, I think when Phil did the background check, he has limited bullpen experience. I, I think Chris Paddock is a guy that you count on to be prepared for spring training in 2024 and to start, Be you know, he's going to take, assuming a guy like Myatt is gone, he's going to take his place in the starting rotation next season. But this whole paddock thing might contribute in the playoffs. I guess I'm struggling, one, to believe that that is absolutely true. And two, if you're doing the bullpen construction, like, I don't know that he's a slam dunk at all well, for the playoff bullpen. Let me ask you this. Who, who else on the current bullpen would you not want on? And would you substitute Chris Paddock? For? Who would you substitute Chris That's Paddock for? That's what I'm saying. Because you're you're gonna have to have you're gonna have to have two lefties, right? Ideally. So like you're you're gonna have to have that. Um and again, he's a starter. So that's the thing is if you were desperate for a handcuff guy, but you're not, I I would trust Bailey Obermore as a handcuff guy than I would Paddock. Not because I think he's superior to Paddock, just because we haven't seen Paddock in a year plus. Yeah, I mean, all things you considered, Chris Chris Paddock is probably in the starting rotation for next season, yeah, assuming absolutely. he has no setbacks, right? Like, I'd be pretty shocked. Something would have to go wrong again if he's not in your opening day starting rotation, especially with some holes that have to be filled. Um, but I don't have, unless he's just throwing 98 and gassing up everyone, maybe. But I, I can't look at anyone in the bullpen and say, Chris Paddock deserves a spot over this person. I can't right now. doesn't do anything no. for me. No, and 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 if you're going to say, look, he's a starter who can give us potentially some length if, you know, if starting pitcher in games one, two, or three, if there is a three struggle, okay, I've got better options right now because they're known commodities more so. And, yeah, I, I just – that's the one I don't get. Brock Stewart I totally get. And if Brock Stewart could come back, bring him back. Like, he is an asset. And, and yes, he has not pitched in a while, but he's going back into a role that if you – think he's healthy he knows 
with Paddock, it would sort of be like, okay, we're going to put you in a different role and we're going to have a ton of confidence, but you haven't pitched in a year plus. I, I literally would just say, Hey dude, you know what? Hang out here, have some fun, continue your work. um, But we're not going to count on on you. And there are different options. I, I mean, I, at this point in time, Dex, and I don't think that this is going to be a problem and I don't think it's going to come up necessarily, but if you were to say, okay, starters going to uh, to the bullpen, I think I would have more faith in Keuchel than Paddock just because of, of the unknown with Paddock. Yeah, and Dallas Keuchel's a playoff performer and has pitched in yeah. meaningful games. And, and that slop, that slop can confuse teams bad, man. Yeah. He can he can get by with some slop. Um, there, there is a secondary topic, too, that uh, came out of the Twins-Reds game last night. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who helped me drop uh, 40 pounds a couple of years ago, helped me go from the guy on the left to the guy on, on the right. And here's the best part. We have heard from a ton of people in the Score North family who have had similar success, who have had the results. And the best part is they're not only going to help you drop that weight, but they're going to help you keep that weight off. That's why three years in a row, Livia has been named the best weight loss program in the entire state. That's right. And right now the offer is this three months for free. Imagine that three months free. You just started a weight loss journey and three months free. And now it's continuing and you're going to see the results. I guarantee that 855 go L I V E A dot com. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed and how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, topic two, our, uh, this one from the Twins loss to the Reds last night, and it's this. Carlos Correa, who has to his credit, and he does deserve credit for this, he has uh, played with plantar fasciitis, fasciitis, take your pick, all season or for, I think, since at least May. Um, he has played a marvelous shortstop he has grounded into i believe if i'm if it's still at the same i think it's a uh mlb leading 29 double plays at this point largely because he just can't run um he he had a couple days off i think it was over the weekend aggravated it last night and came out of the game kyle farmer replaced him early i'm guessing he's going to now get some time off um but that being said what is your concern about a guy who certainly has not been great at the plate, but I will say this, he has probably been the best shortstop that we've seen in this town since Greg Gagne left for the Royals in the nineties. I mean, this guy, as far as a shortstop goes, he has been magnificent. So obviously this is the benefit too, of your magic number twin, uh, I'm windling down a bit. It's at five entering today and they'll likely be able to wrap up this division by at the very least next weekend uh, or by the, by this coming weekend, I should say. And at that point you rest Carlos Correa. 
Um, and you're probably going to rest him here for the next few games, but you need to get that guy right. You need to get that guy off his foot, and you don't have to rush him back. They're going to they're gonna back, not back their way, but they're going to clinch this division here in, in the next five to seven days, and you just rest them, and you, and you get a lot of these guys rest, to be honest. And I know you sent over the note, too, and this is where actually I disagree a little bit. You said you would get Royce Lewis reps at shortstop. Now, I'm not against Royce Lewis ever playing shortstop at this mm-hmm. point. I'm not mm-hmm. messing with Royce Lewis either. I'm keeping Royce Lewis at third base. Kyle Farmer will get the majority of reps at shortstop. I don't care if you call someone up, some slappy, uh, for the last week of the season to get the majority reps at shortstop. That's not to say that Royce Lewis can't play the position at all. I'm not messing with Royce Lewis. Royce Lewis is playing a really good third base. He's so locked in at the plate right now. I'm not testing my fate, if you will, and moving him to short, which is his natural position. And right. you could have made the case that you shouldn't even sign Carlos Correa and Royce Lewis should have been your shortstop of the future. I don't want to get into that. At this point, I'm not messing with Royce Lewis. I'm keeping him at third base, Kyle Farmer, whoever, can play shortstop if Correa is indeed resting. Here's why I disagree. And and by the way, your point sounds very much like a point that ordinarily that would I would make. So <laughs> yeah. so I totally get. Thank you. I totally get you. And just to be very clear, I am not in favor of displacing guys to positions they don't play. You know, Polanco going to third was asinine. Right. I no no he's not a third baseman. He throw. I, I mean. He wasn't a great shortstop. He's not a third baseman, and he throws like a guy that plays second base, which, by the way, when he does, is fine. Um, here's where I di- here's why I disagree. Correa has what, unless this thing tore and heals itself, and my my understanding, and if you're a foot doctor, you can tell us, but my understanding is plantar fasciitis. When it tears, basically that's the best thing because then then the adhesion problem is gone. So, but I don't know that that has taken place with Carlos Correa yet. It continues to bug him. I if I have to go into a playoff game and Carlos Correa can't play, I want Royce at, at shortstop because it's its natural position, and I don't think. He is the rare athlete that I that personally Judd Zolgad thinks he'd be just fine. Now, if I was moving him to center again, I'd be like, no, 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 no. But you're moving him to his position, same side of the infield. He clearly has the arm, and he's my second choice if Correa can't go in the playoffs at any point in time. And it's very clear that where this is going with Carlos is like if it flares up, he just can't play. Because, I mean, that guy – much like Cousins, give Carlos Correa credit. That guy has played through some pain. There's no question. I mean, he can't run. Like, yeah. the double plays are because he can't run. So I want I would rather have Royce Lewis playing shortstop than Kyle Farmer in a playoff game if Carlos can't go. That's why. And I know it's a sort of un-Judd-like, but because it's his natural position and because that guy has a freaking cannon and because that position is so important, that's why. So, okay. so I'm not trying to be cute here. I'm actually trying to prepare for the playoffs, and I would feel more comfortable if push came if push came to shove and I was forced to. I'd feel more comfortable with like Kyle Farmer playing third base. So who who can play third? Farmer can play third. Sol, can Solano play? I no. Solano Sol, can play some third. Yep. Some third. Okay, because he's played second and first as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Castro's played some third, right? He's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. I I would okay. not count on that. Well, I would prefer if you're going to have to play Farmer in the playoffs. I'd prefer he goes to third, and mm-hmm. that I have 
a, a guy that I think is a far superior athlete at shortstop. That's why. Yeah, this, I mean, it, it creates a really interesting conundrum in, in the event that Korea can't go um, because then it opens up more Pandora's boxes of defensive alignments to, to your point right. of who do you want to play at third base if you're indeed putting Royce Lewis at shortstop. Obviously, yes, I think the easy black and white switch, yeah, you just put Kyle Farmer at short and Royce Lewis stays at third base, and, and that's fine. And but I get that. Same, and, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but uh, but it does create an interesting thing here. And I, that's why I think with, if no. they indeed wrap up this division, and by the way, literally two weeks from the day is when the playoffs start. Uh, so the first playoff game uh, for, knock on wood, the Minnesota Twins will be two weeks from this time. And hopefully if you wrap up this division by even Saturday or Sunday at the latest, you can get a week's rest. And I don't, if the triple a St. Paul saints can take over the last week of the season for the twins lineup for all I care. Um, that at that point, rest up. Don't have to play through anything. There's no iron man streaks at play here. Uh, that's the benefit of the twins likely wrapping up this division. Hopefully in the next few days, you can rest up and get right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah. And my whole thing with Royce would be just in case, in case Correa can't go, I'd like him to get some experience back there. Um, so that's why, because yeah, it's it's. I ordinarily would not suggest this. I ordinarily would be conservative. Uh, I'd be afraid of injury. Uh, but yeah, I think you're probably right. When you can start to get guys out, I don't know. Everybody has to come out, but Polanco for sure, right? Because he's been banged up. Um, Kirilov, I don't know. I can never tell what what's up with him. Uh, but he's a potential, uh, definitely get your catcher some rest. So yes, there's a lot of guys that probably would stand to benefit if they can get this thing wrapped up by against an angels team that I don't think gives a damn right now, let's say on Friday or Saturday, shall we do an immaculate grid without Phil? I think we should, man. Let's do the okay. immaculate grid without Phil. And, and this is uh Judd's old school Declan's new school here. I guess uh, there's no Mackie buffer and Mackie's kind of been the good buffer between the two of us. At yep. times. So this yep. will be a very interesting case because there's really no one if from your side of things to rely on um, if there's an old school list. So I'm going to give you the grid here. I'll go from left to right. Judd actually will be a fan of this grid, I believe, because there's multiple yes. teams on it. And 30 plus stolen bases is fair. Yes. And I uh, love this. that is my wheelhouse. I love me some the stolen bases. So I, I can yep. definitely provide some answers there. So yep. here's what we're looking for in today's Maculate Grid. No twins, but... Uh, from left to right, a, a tic-tac-toe square, if you will. From left to right, you have the, we need a national or expo who was a Boston Red Sox, a national or expo who was an Oakland A, and a national slash expo who stole 30 bases in a season. In the middle grid, we need a brewer who was a Red Sox, a brewer who was an A, and a brewer who stole 30 bases. And in the bottom of part of the grid, we need an Astro who was a Red Sox in Astro, who was an A, and an Astro, who stole 30 bases. I will put, so on, quote-unquote, eight minutes on the clock. Here we go. All right. I'm going to give you a rare one for the Brewers and the Red Sox. Okay. His name was George Scott. George, George Scott. George Boomer Scott. Um, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Yep. yep. From 66 to yep. 79? Yep, yep, yep. Top, top one. Top one. 66 to 70. George Boomer Scott. Four percent. Four percent. For stolen bases, this guy was a power hitter, and I think he only spent one or two years there. But Alfonso Soriano. Okay. Alfonso Soriano. 
Ten percent. Oh wow, ten yep. percent. Okay. My guess is that my guess is we're going to find out the top one. Tim Rock reigns from the Expos days. Oh yeah, that would make sense. I think. I but that's Denard's probably going to be high. I that's thought about Denard's span too, but I don't know if he ever did thirty. Uh, um, that's a lot of stuff. Molitor. Thirty plus. Yeah. I'm trying to think of Brewers who. Yeah. I'm trying to think of Brewers who ran. Molitor's Kane, I think, would work. Um. Molitor's interesting. I'm trying to think of the old school Brewers. Oh, uh, Jimmy Gantner. I, I think Gene Robin Segura. Um, oh, did he, was did he steal 30? One. Yeah, I think so. And he was more of a top of the lineup guy. I'm trying to remember the 80s teams. Now, the Brewers in the 80s were an American League team. Yeah. And the National League was known more for, but I, I mean, guys stole bases in the 80s a lot more than they do now. Well, I will say Michael Bourne. Michael Bourne. Astros. I was just going to say Michael uh, Bourne, yes. That was the only good player on the Astros for like four years. And he, and he ran a lot. Yeah. Michael Bourne. Yep, there you go. 7%. That's good. Um, um, hold on. Gorman, Tom, Gorman Thomas and left never ran because he was fat. What about Braun? Braun like, had like early on, he had a lot of speed. Did he? Yeah. Because, I mean, Paul might have stolen, but I don't think he's going to be, like, a super low rarity score. Okay. So do, do you think Kane stole 30-plus? Yeah, I think Kane did. Okay. When he went there after KC. I think guys like that are probably going to be... 11. No. Okay, no, 11. not bad. Not bad. Okay, so Lorenzo team Kane. squares I really here. liked him. I really liked him. Um, Can you think... Uh, so Josh okay, Reddick Josh Reddick works for... Two different squares here. He works yep. for the Astros, Astros square of the Red Sox and the A's. We had that in our back pocket. Uh, what were you about to say, though? And then he works for um, the the Washington square, right? Because did, didn't he play in Washington? Josh Reddick? I don't know. But, oh, you know what he did? Gio Gonzalez was in this square. Yep. Oh, and, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. And how about this one? How about former twin, Kurt Suzuki? Kurt Suzuki, yeah. Pitch, he played for both, caught for both. Yep. He he's probably a rarity. He should be very low. Seven. Eh, seven. Eh, Kurt, I like Kurt. Seven. Seven. Okay. Okay. So who we played have for Josh Reddick for a few squares? Who but... played for Boston and Montreal? Oh, oh, I got it. Well, Former Pedro, twin, but yeah, Jeff Reardon. Oh, Expos and he closed for the Red Sox. Jeff Reardon. One. Yes. One percent. Good bleep, Judd. Feeling um, good. Brewer, who was an A. Brewer, who was an A. I'm trying to think here. That one's gonna be the toughest one. I feel like. Yeah. Okay, let's go to let's go to Red Sox, who was an Astro. Who, who'd you say? Or well, I'm Josh sorry. Reddick works, I believe, for both these squares. But okay. Yeah. Can we? Well, but let, let's think of a. Pick him for one, and we'll formal before we yeah get there. A's and Astros. Twins. Former twins who spent time Beantown. So Houston, Nick Punto spent time in Boston. Yeah. But I don't think he ever was yeah. with those teams. No. Uh, Trevor Plouffe was an A, right, he at the end? A. He was but he not spent time. a Astro. So we need an Astro. Honestly, no. So Reddick works for one. That's why I just want to use Hold the on. other one for Reddick if we can think of another answer. Um Yep. So hold on, Boston and Houston. You know what's what's a shame that Jeff Bagwell didn't play a game for the Red Sox because he was <laughs> he was an 
Oh, oh, oh. Um, but this will work. The trade will work because this guy was traded. Uh, Larry Anderson. For who? Larry Anderson, Houston and Boston. He was the bagwell trade. Houston, Boston, yep. Larry, Larry Anderson. Anderson. Uh, then 75 to 94, I take it. Yes, God, yes. a long time. Yes. 6%. All right. Then I'll use Redick. And he was the bagwell trade. For this one. 17, that's actually the highest we've had. Um, so we need an A who was a brewer for the Immaculate here. We haven't been Immaculate in a while, so yeah, we've got about Larry. three minutes. Um, uh, a who was a brewer. Kyle Loesch didn't go to Oakland. He was with Milwaukee at the end. I'm trying to think of former twins. Yeah. Paul didn't go to the A's. Um. I'm trying to think of the, the 70s and 80s um, guys that might have been, like, traded or signed as free agents. Oh, there has to be pitchers. There yeah. has to be pitchers. I'm trying to think. The 82 Brewers right. team made the World Gallardo. Series. Gallardo. Did Giovanni? No, Gallardo went to the Rangers. I know Gallardo went to the Rangers. I don't think he went to the A's. Oh, 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 the oh. catcher. The catcher. Um, Jonathan Lucroy. Lucroy. Did Lucroy play for the A's? I think I'm almost positive he did, right? Okay, he. Play, I know he obviously played for Brewers. Jonathan Lucroy. All right, let's see. Yes, oh, 65? That's 65. Good. Who needs ding, Mackie? ding, ding. Who needs Mackey? Oh, needs my gosh, Mackie? what was the 3%? A 65 immaculate grid. Who needs Mackey is right. All right, the let's see what score, the toughest ones were. 6.6. Oh. Um, oh, Raleigh fingers! Damn it! Common answer. That's okay though. We got a better I one. I should have thought of that. Yeah, I should. Um, interesting ones here. The hardest square was yes the was all these middle ones. Sixty-two basically here. Yeah, sixty-two for the Brewers and A's. Go back up. Uh, please go back up to the most popular. I'm curious about that again. Okay, so Josh Reddick actually was Clemens, obviously. Yeah, I wonder. Oh. Actually, really quick, I want to see. I go to A's, and I know our audience can't see this. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Right well, Scott Casimir would have worked because he spent one game. Tyler Clipper, former uh, Twins reliever, uh, that would have worked. That's right. I'm looking at former Twins here. Scott Cas. Oh, Pat Neshek. Pat Neshek would have worked. Ah, that's interesting. All right. Interesting. Well, Maculate, sixty-five. Look at us. All righty. Who needs Mackie? Awesome. Who needs Mackie? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we just thrived without him. First time immaculate in like four days. That's right. That's four right. Uh, attempts. All right. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment right here on the Score North Twin Show. We got a scoop session also on this page. We got Pat Royce. Uh, Royce Unchained is also here. Purple Daily on that channel. You can go find uh, our four-pack, if you will, of questions, plus a very interesting twist on the pigskin pecking order, i.e. Judd and I didn't want to do math. That's basically what that team did. No, I'm incapable of doing that. I can't put yeah, them together. I'm, I'm bad I don't it. want to. It's, uh, I'm bad at it. It's not my fault. Fault Catholic schools. Write that down. Predictions tomorrow on both shows. So be on the lookout for that. Hit that subscribe button. We'll be back at it tomorrow.